Hi. Hey. I'm Julia. And I'm Amanda. And this is Much Needed Advice, a podcast for people who want to know what to do. Hey, listeners. This is a bonus episode from our conversation with Todd Chi in Bali, Indonesia. Todd is so multifaceted and gave us so much interesting content. There was no way we could fit it all into one episode. So feel free to listen to this clip as a standalone story or as a teaser for going back and listening to parts one and two. After you've listened, please follow, subscribe, rate, and review. That helps ensure we can continue to bring you human stories from all over the world. Thanks for supporting MA. So you're going to tell, tell us the prison story or what? <laughs> <laughs> if not, you got to give us an equally exciting story. Well, that came... Yeah, I have a lot of stories. So the prison one happened when I <laughs> yes. quit university. Quit America. Went to Barcelona. <laughs> did the second half of the university. I was really enjoying my meditations and... Uh, getting into that and I was loving just having a good time and going to lots of parties and festivals and being with friends and exploring myself so that's when I also started exploring different types of drugs and really I approached it in a conscious way not in a way that I was trying to escape myself I was actually approaching taking these things in a way to to dive into myself in a really in a deeper more intense way and I went to go to a festival in the south of Spain and I had a large amount of LSD with me. It was a seven-day festival, so... So it was warranted. We needed a lot, you know, so me and my friends, we were going to have a good time. It was a psychedelic trance festival in the south of Spain, in the, in the forest. That and sounds awesome. It, they are awesome. <laughs> they are amazing. <laughs> and on the very first day, the the police jumped out of the bushes from behind us just as we... We're unpacking our uh, stash, you could say, and they took us in. They they told us to come to the the police station with them, and they told us it would just be a few hours and we'll be let go. And then a few hours turned into a day, and then a day turned into three days in the hole, and waiting to see the judge who was supposed to come on the very first day in the first few hours, but then he couldn't come for three days, so we were in a hole for three days. And then they didn't know what to do with us, so they sent us to another judge, and that judge didn't know what to do with us, so he decided to send us to a prison. And so we went to prison while they decided what to do with us. This is a... What? <laughs> this is allowed? There was no bail? There was no, like, trial? No, no, they weren't even... No, not at the time. And they considered LSD to be a grade A uh, drug, and basically grade A meant that it was high... Uh, very, very bad. The most Let's serious say. offense. A high serious offense. So I was looking at seven to ten years minimum. Like minimum, yeah. So I was in the prison and then there's different segments of the prison. There's like section one and two for the mass murderers. There's section three and four for the people who are on drugs and can't get off drugs and they're all taking pharmaceuticals to kind of stay on drugs. And then there's um, the section that I was in was for the drug dealers, the rapists, and the thieves. So 
We had an interesting little group of people. <laughs> <laughs> interesting squad. What a say. combo. <laughs> yeah. Were your, your friends It was were pretty intense when you? we went through, because we walked through the whole prison to, before we reached my oh, section. So you passed the other two Yeah, so as I walked to into the one which was like the mass murderers, we walked right into the center of the courtyard, and it was like, you could feel the eyes on you. You could feel the intensity of all these people. And you look up in the windows, and you just see these faces and eyes just staring down the at you. The bloodthirst. Yeah, you could, you, could, you could just feel the intensity of the energy of just being watched. And then when we walked into our section as well, it was just a glass wall between us and the security guard that we had to speak to and the whole of that section of the prison just walked up to the glass and they're just staring at us like just looking up and down just checking you out head to toe you know hair greased back some of them shirts off piercings all the all the things you you would expect to find in a prison and the next you know one of them goes Hey, mate. <laughs> Funny thing was. Turns met, out they're the friendliest people you've turns out, Yeah, they were super friendly. Some of them were super friendly. It was quite funny. Actually, funny if I was on the very first day, this guy really wants to talk to me. So we get chatting and he tells me why he's in there. And so he said he was in there for selling, selling some these pills, these ecstasy pills. And I had actually been... Uh, taking those pills as well at the time they were really really good they were really fun so and were you like you're my dealer yeah Yay! he was like he brought them in from whatever country into spain he was supplying the whole of spain and i was like no way i had those ones too like they're amazing they're okay he was like yeah, yeah yeah they're the best aren't they i'm like yeah they're the best they're amazing so we bonded we got on really great the first day um, but then after three days, he suddenly disappeared. So oh. he just, he just, I don't know where he went. No one knows where he went. He just disappeared. I don't know. He got moved to a different section or, but we didn't see him again. I was like, oh, anyway. Damn. Did you make any other friends in prison? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Were yeah. they all? There, there was some, there was like some older people who, you know, massive Coke dealers. And there was one old guy who was just gung ho. And when he gets out, he's going to kill this other guy who set him up. Uh, there was some other people talking about all these different countries where they can do it better and like get really good deals and they were just sorting out good deals for as soon as they get out. There were like the group of Moroccans who were constantly importing and smuggling hash inside and smoking and they were like, you want some, you want some? I was like, I'm just going to take it easy for my first, you know, couple of weeks <laughs> <laughs> while I just feel my way through this place. <laughs> and they would each come up to me individually as the group and kind of ask me my story and tell me their story. Some tried to be intimidating, and some tried to be friendly. They each do their own thing, and then there's the bodybuilders, and then there's the the people who like to play football all the time, and then there's kind of the rapists who are kind of weird. They they kind of <laughs> had their own thing going on, and <laughs> those guys were pretty strange as a whole. Yeah. So do all rapists have like a similar vibe? Yeah, there was one person in there that was just I couldn't look at him. I was like. It, it was painful, extremely painful to just look at this man or even feel like he was close. It was so disturbing. It was so disturbing. It's the most disturbing person I've ever seen. But you don't even need to see him. Just his, his, his vibe was the most so twisted, so disgusting. It was just the worst. And I think he had raped like one of his family members or something. His niece or it was, but his energy was horrendous, horrendous. That's yeah. what I'm talking about with that guy the other day. Yeah. 
I felt like I was sitting next to Joran Vandersloot. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? But I'll tell you one thing. There was a ping pong table there. Oh. And obviously me being a tennis player, I worked up to the ping pong table, became, you know, people loved it. Is it better to beat everyone or to let certain people win in prison? You know, I, I, I treaded cautiously. I learned to not play chess with anyone. Didn't go down so good. Ooh, <laughs> the chess say. players have more of an ego than the ping pong players. <laughs> so how long were you in prison for? Month and a half. Yeah. But the whole time it was supposed to be like the whole time I was in there, I was prepared for seven to 10 years. And then it was only at the very last minute that my lawyer came in and he's like, okay, we can get you out in the next few days if you pay so much. And so, so you were grateful. Yeah, I was, I mean, I was very happy that I was very stable in my meditations and in my own being in my own mind at the time I could stay kind of clear and content within myself. I felt like I had my own home, my own peace within my own mind all the time. So I actually wasn't that stressed out to be honest. I was like, if, if I have to stay in prison for seven years, 10 years, this is, a, this is a good opportunity for me to just focus on my meditations and maybe just become enlightened. I just tried to turn it to the flip side and I was like, okay, now I've got so much time for myself. I can just go really deep in my meditations. That's what I was thinking and reading books and then the lawyer came with this information and I was like, okay. So, you know, I contacted my whole family, my whole family to round up the money to get me out. But the sad part is my whole family then knew that I was in prison and I was seen as this terrible person who was living them. a terrible life and went down a wrong path, which mm-hmm. I felt was very contrary because I was living the best life ever. I was so clear with my mind. I was in such a good internal place. But on the outside, it looks like I'm in a terrible place, right? I've been playing with drugs. I've been going to parties. I'm in prison. So it was this contrast, which my internal state was amazing. But the external, everyone, my whole family thought, you know, I'd, I left it to the last minute to tell my mother that I was there. But I knew if anyone's going to get me out, it's going to be my mother. She's going to yeah. fight in every way possible. She'll move heaven and earth to help me. Oh, that's a good mom. Gotta love moms. Yeah. Can you recommend your favorite book to mm. our listeners? What if he doesn't read? He just said he reads <laughs> in prison. I did read a lot of books. A, a nice fun read, if you haven't read it, is Siddhartha. It's just more like a nice story. Yeah. You know that one, you guys? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Siddhartha, yeah, it's a nice book. Let me see. Um, I can recommend looking into the books written by Michael Rhodes. He was a big catalyst in my in my life, in the beginning phases of my awakening, you could say. We'll link them in the description. 